0: Welcome to the Wisdom Talk Radio Show, bringing you insight, illumination, and inspiration in service to the world. We are a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living, conscious business, conscious relationships, conscious community, and conscious evolution. Hello and welcome. This is Giffanjali Hemp, and today I'm here with Willow Brown and we are going to have a conversation about three ways ancient Taoist wisdom can enhance your sensual pleasure. Willow is a Chinese medicine doctor and an inspirational teacher of Taoist sexology. She has studied the human body and its correspondence with nature extensively for over two decades. Her style is a blend of many modalities, such as Taoist yoga, qigong, acupuncture, nutrition, and cranial sacral. Willow began her journey in women's health and wellness at age 13 and has never looked back. She lives to educate herself on the physical, spiritual, and emotional aspects of a woman's precious journey through life so that she can share that knowledge with her patients and clients. Her online programs and private practice focus on women's health, endocrine function, and sexuality. Willow guides women from low libido, emotional disharmony, menstrual disorders, menopause, infertility, and postpartum depression to return to their innate equanimity so they can create sustainable balance in their lives, feel in control of their emotions, and raise their sensual frequencies for greater magnetism and increased orgasmic potential. She offers Taoist sexology courses around the world, inspiring women to fall in love with their unique and powerful bodies so they can experience pleasure in all that they do. Willow students learn how to step into their sexual power and use that energy to create the abundance their hearts most desire. Welcome, Willow. I'm very excited to speak with you today.
1: Uh, thank you so much for having me, Gitanjali. Such a pleasure.
0: So we're going to talk about the three ways ancient Taoist wisdom can enhance your sensual pleasure. Tell us more.
1: So where to begin? Let's talk about Taoism to begin with. Um, this is sort of a term that uh, gets thrown around, but people don't really Completely understand what Taoism is. So let's uh, define Taoism. Taoism is well, we all kind of know it as the way. The Tao is the way. So the question then is, well, what is the way? And the way is really the way of nature. So um, the cycles and the rhythms, the the birth and death process that nature goes through on a daily basis, on a monthly basis, on a yearly basis. And so the ancient Taoists, what they did was they sat in nature. They didn't have um, iPhones to preoccupy their minds. So they would just sit among the trees and among the nature around them, among the animals around them. And they would observe. They would sit for hours and just observe the way nature flowed you know as one thing would arise it would surely fall and so there was this really natural ebb and flow that they noticed all around them and as they noticed that around them they also noticed it moving through them and Taoism really um, sees humans as not just part of nature but actually nature so we actually are just as much nature as the tree outside or, um, you know, the deer moving through the bushes. So, so that's really, um, the, that's the foundation and the basis of Taoist sexology is watching these rhythms that move through nature move through your own body as well. Um, a sexology, any kind of ology is a study of or an observation of So um, studying the sexual energy in your own body, observing it, making note of it, playing with it, seeing how you can augment it, um, seeing how you can heal from old sexual wounds or old sexual stories or um, things of the past. So healing is a huge, obviously, component of um of what i teach and what i help women through and then so there's that sexual energy you know how how much um sexual drive do you have how what's your libido level like is it healthy is it balanced is it too much or too little so that's all what sexology looks at is that observation of what's going on for you. And then the other part of, um, of the sexuality and the sexology is looking at your hormones because your hormones really identify uh, what your libido levels are going to be like, what your ability to orgasm is going to be like. <clears throat> and so the endocrine is the foundation for your sexual function. So I love to work with the endocrine system. It is like a little puzzle for each individual person. And so we need to make sure that all of the glands in our bodies are really up to par and functioning well and talking to each other. So each gland in our body aligns with a chakra in our body. So we'll just use the the pituitary gland for example. So the pituitary up in the brain sits in this right, kind of right in the center of the brain. And the pituitary tells all the other glands what to do, sort of like the orchestrator, you know, telling the thyroid to secrete this hormone and then the adrenal glands to secrete that hormone. And this whole conversation is happening with with the pituitary being sort of the overseer or the the orchestrator for that symphony that goes on in your body. I love to think of the endocrine system as just this um, musical um, symphony that, that dances and and what we eat and what we think um, our lifestyles uh, the way we move through the world has a huge effect on our endocrine system. I would say that you know stress is one of the biggest endocrine disruptors, followed by diet, followed by. Um, lifestyle as far as, you know, exercise levels or how much you're in the car or how much you're in front of a screen, what time you go to bed, your your sleep cycles. So all those types of things play into the way that our endocrine system functions. So, um, so that really gives you an idea of what Taoist sexology is. It's a way for you to live your life according to what's already moving through you the nature that's already in you and already having its way with you every single month and um and then shifting and and growing and augmenting and bolstering up that natural rhythm that's moving through you each week of each month so the way that I love to look at uh this practice and the way that I teach it is through the the rhythms of the lunar cycles. So each month, there are four weeks in a month, right? We know that. And then each of those weeks corresponds to a different season. So for example, um, you know, we ha- the first week of our monthly cycle would pertain to the winter phase. And then after that, we would move into the spring phase. And this is going to, correlate with our hormone levels rising so as we move into the spring phase and then and can into the you can
0: you just phase. tell people where the where the first week of their cycle starts what's happening during that time and for people who don't know
1: yes good point so the first week of your cycle well day one of your cycle is the first day that you bleed so if you're a woman who is still in her menstrual years then when you bleed that would start um, week one of your cycle. So that week one can last anywhere from five to seven days. Now, if you're a woman who is um, perimenopause or postmenopause and it has completed the bleeding phase of life, then you will just align with the moon up in the sky rather than the moon in your womb. And the moon in the sky, the, the, the week one for that is the, the week of the new moon. So that first day of the new moon that starts week one of, of this cycle that we're talking about here. And so as you move through this monthly cycle, if you're able to do it with the awareness and with the alignment of whatever's going on in your life with each of these phases, it just provides you with a lot more um, time and space which I think we all uh, could use more of in our lives more time and space for feeling into what is true for you in that moment so it allows you to be more in your sensuality more in the sensation of life which allows you to be more present and um you know in buddhist teachings the, the times that we get the most sort of dissatisfied are or when we're looking to the future or we're stuck in the past and we can't really focus on what's happening right now. And, and there's so much beauty and so much sensation to be felt in, in this moment. And so this practice really teaches you how to tune into that. So going back to that lunar rhythm that we go through every month, let's say, for example, you know that you have a big work project that you need to get done between, you know, the time of January 1st to February 1st. And you know that this work project is going to take you about um, four or five days to just bang it out, get it done. So when would you want to put that big project on your calendar? You would want to put that on your calendar right around spring, summer, right around the time that if you're still cycling woman, meaning if you're still having menstrual cycles, that would be right around the time of ovulation. So your energy is going to be peaking at that point. You're going to have more creative potential, more creative energy at that point. And your estrogen levels are going to be higher. So you get that really... um, you have more, just more vitality for whatever project you're getting done. And then as you move into maybe the more winter, fall and winter phases, that would be a time when you would want to take on less in your schedule. You would want to, you know, say no to that work party that you Feel like you have to go to, but you don't really want to go to, so you would say no to that, you know. And you would maybe do um, a gentle Yin yoga practice instead of a a body shred class or what have you. So it's just it's a way to um, organize your life and to to tune into what's true for you in each moment. Um, I think there's a, so much emphasis in our culture on production and um, moving through life in a very young way uh, where, you know, you're very scheduled, you work out four times a week, you, uh, um, you know, you do all these things on a very um, rigid schedule. And I don't think that's very, um, that's not what nature intended for us to do. So when we look at nature, we see that she, she takes her time, but she still gets everything done. You know, and she and some days, there's a big growth spurt, and other days, you don't see that as much and so, when we start to look at ourselves as nature, then we we're able to take a lot of pressure off of ourselves, a lot of pressure off of what we think we should be doing or what um, we should look look like or what things um, should be playing out like in our life and all of that, all of that shitting, you know, it lands right on our shoulders. If you think about that word should S H O U L D, it's almost the same word as shoulders. So I do a lot of hands-on work with my clients as well. And one place that I see the most congestion is, you know, just across the board is in the shoulders. And so we're living in a very, um, air-dominant, air-and-fire-dominant society. Again, yang energy, air-and-fire, where it's just a lot of thinking, a lot of um, being up in the headspace, and a lot of action, 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 action. And so what this practice of Taoist sexology really allows one to do is it allows you to come more into the yin of life. And yin, opposite of yang, right? We probably all familiar with that. I probably don't need to explain it too much, but yin represents the feminine or the receptivity or the moon or the darkness or the stillness and yang represents the masculine, the light, the heat, the energy, the movement. And we need both, and we we have both in every breath we take. We're yinning as we inhale, yanging as we exhale, you know, and so we have every breath we take has this um union of the the masculine and the feminine. And what I feel that we um could use to do more of just in general in our society the way that we 've been running for so long we 've been running on a lot of heat and a lot of stress, and that just creates a lot of congestion in our um, energy lines in our body, our meridian system, our organs take on a lot of that heat and congestion, and then they start to fail they start you know we start to as we age, we start to see our bodies go into system failure over time. And so if we can take the time now, at this point, wherever you're at in your journey, it doesn't matter, um, wherever you're at, just starting to take five minutes a day to just sit outside and do nothing. You know, I mean, just you could do 10, 20 minutes if you can. Um, But this is a time to really just receive. So sitting in the yin. For many people it's uncomfortable just because they haven't done much of it, and it's you know they want to distract with whatever's on their cell phones or whatever's on the computer nearby but it's it's a powerful place to be, to just sit outside to sit in nature and spend you know five to ten minutes just listening to the sounds around you listening to the birds, listening to, you know, the neighbor kids playing, whatever you're hearing, just listening to that, tuning into that sensation of sound, you know, and then spending another minute tuning into the sensation of smell, you know, what can you smell when you're sitting outside? Can you smell the earth? Has it rained recently? Can you smell the wetness, the moisture? you know, and then tuning into the sensation of your vision. And as you look around and look at the green that's coming through the leaves of the trees, or or maybe you see a butterfly floating by, you know, you just take those visuals in and, and just observe them. And so this is really, I call it um, a daily sensation session. And um, I've got all of my clients and all of my patients doing this practice every day and The reports coming back, you know, even if they just do it for five minutes a day, they just notice that for the rest of their day, from the point that they do it until the end of the day, they're just, they have this ability to tune into the present moment so much more easily and, um, and tune into their sensations so much more easily, which allows them to experience more pleasure.
0: I have a question. Um, I think there's a way that, I think that I've heard it, you can reframe it if I'm incorrect, but there's a way that one of the benefits of these types of practices is like um, a secret to immortality, that it really increases longevity and well-being.
1: Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. It is, it's a longevity practice. Um it will add years to your life. It, it's a way to allow your nervous system to come back to center, to come back. It's almost like pushing reset on your nervous system. Um, and that will bring more health to your life. It will bring more vitality and more space to your mind. Um, and that's really, you know, that when we get so bogged down with, too much to think about, too much to do, our plates are too full, we can't digest what's on our plates literally and figuratively. Um, That's when our systems just, they start to shut down. They just can't handle all of that. So providing yourself, I mean, it's a a gift to give yourself this time and space. It will add yours to your life, but it's not just a gift. It's a necessity that we all really need to um, practice. And as you practice it yourself, other people will be inspired by that. They're going to see, oh, wow, you have a lot more centered. And your energy is much more centered. Your mind is much more present. You can really tune in and listen to me in a way that others can't. And so that will be an inspiration for someone else to do the same thing, to, to learn how to sit in the yin in the receptivity, and especially for women. Let's talk about women for a moment since that's primarily who I work with. Um, Women have this really incredible power within them. uh, And this power doesn't always get nurtured. It, It isn't taught usually by our parents or our grandparents. I mean, if we're lucky, They teach us this, um, but many of us have to kind of learn it elsewhere, but it's this power of receptivity. So as a woman, you can just sort of sit on the throne of your own life, you know, in this very regal way and just allow things to come to you instead of going out and getting them in a more young fashion, you know, having a clear vision of what you want will allow it to come to you so much more easily it's almost like this this attraction you know and you've probably seen women walking by or cruising by or what whatever and they they carry themselves very um very confidently very centered very assured right and so that is really, um, that's a woman who's, who's living in her yin. She's living in her receptivity. And she's allowing life to come to her rather than working, working, working really hard to go out and get it. Um, and just a word about receptivity. I mean, I used to have this idea, you know, I used to think, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm receptive. I receive things, sure. Sure. Um, but it wasn't until I really actually started to receive that things started to come in a very, very abundant way. Um, you know, I've been able to manifest homes, relationships, vehicles, um, money, just whatever, you know, clientele, whatever I wanted to call into my to my life. Um It's just painting this clear picture and then allowing it, receiving it. And you you start to receive in little ways. So it comes, you know, it might come through in a way that you weren't expecting. So it's that tuning into your sensations that you're doing on a daily basis allows you to see where these gifts are coming into your life more easily, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's really beautiful. I love it. Um, I have two questions. One of them's pragmatic and one's a little bit more abstract. I'm going to start with the abstract one. Um, There's a place in your bio where you talk about um, helping women to feel in control of their emotions, raise their sensual frequencies for greater magnetism and increased orgasmic potential. Mm -hmm. And I think you're kind of already speaking to it, but why would it be important for people to, or women to increase their orgasmic potential? How will that impact them in their life and world?
1: Mm, Excellent question. Thanks for bringing that to the surface. Mm -hmm. So yeah, exactly what I was just talking about, you know, getting that clarity to, to receive what, what is surely coming to you. Basically the the world wants to give you everything that you want. The universe really wants you to succeed, really wants to see you thriving and feeling a lot of joy and depth in life. And so you know, if we can uncover all the crud that might be blocking that, then then that will come through very easily. And so this is just a practice. Now, where orgasmic energy comes in is, um well, surely we have that, that pleasure piece, right? And we can when we're, you know, I love to use the example of hand washing because we do it every day. And a lot of us just do it real quick and then go on to the next thing. But it's actually a moment in your day when you can take the time to feel the soap sliding through your fingers, feel the hot water on your skin and just really tune into the sensation there. So that can be an orgasmic sort of experience if you allow it to be, if you receive it that way. Um, Orgasmic energy is what uh, it is that very, very powerful creative life force energy. So, in Chinese medicine, there are several different kinds of qi. Qi is the energy that creates life, and we get qi from our food, we get qi from our air, and we get qi from sexuality we get chi from our parents and this sexuality chi and the chi that we get from our parents, it's sort of like our constitution. It's called jing, J-I-N-G, jing chi. And so everybody's born with a certain amount of Jing Chi. And some people are born with, you know, tons of Jing Chi. And they, you can tell they're very robust people. They rarely get sick. They can eat anything and they don't have any symptoms. They just have a very strong constitution. And then other people are born with less Jing Chi. And you can see it. They're a little frailer. They're thinner. They're weaker. You know, They don't have as much mass and, you know, maybe they get sick more often. So somebody who has very robust Jing Chi is probably most likely going to have a very um, high libido level, whereas somebody who has less Jing Chi will have a lower libido level. And the way that they can um, raise their libido levels is by harnessing their orgasmic energy. So orgasms, the way that in general, we sort of learn how to have an orgasm is... um, is to just have it, that's the goal, have the orgasm, let it go out. And often you'll notice it will go down and out. This energy will go down and out of your body. But in the Taoist practice, we work to draw that orgasmic energy in and up. So drawing it up into the body, drawing it up into your glandular system so that your endocrine system is getting the energy and the jing Qi that's coming through your body. Um, so when the, the first place that is really a wonderful practice to start to play with bringing your Jing Chi to is, um, is your kidneys. So your adrenal glands, they sit right on top of your kidney organ. And as you're approaching an orgasm, you can do what's called an upward draw. And so it's basically a breath in and a Kegel at the same time. And imagine that you're drawing energy up into your lower back, up into your adrenal glands. And you know I say imagine because a lot of times you have to sort of start with your mind before you can feel it in your body. But over time, you will start to feel the orgasmic energy go up into your body, into your adrenal glands, and you'll have what's called a superior orgasm or an organ orgasm. And those are incredible, just very, very powerful um, experiences. And also the most powerful way for you to um, add to the jing chi that you came into this life with. So if you're someone who needs more um, vitality, more energy, wants to increase your immune system, your digestive system, have more normal sleep cycles, all these things, then you want to draw the sexual orgasmic energy up into your adrenal glands. And it's a very short pathway, so it's the best place to start. But it can go on from there. You can take your orgasmic energy up all the way into your heart, into your head, your pituitary, pineal gland, um, the thyroid, if you're having thyroid issues, all kinds of places in the body. There's no limit to um, what you can do with orgasmic energy. And this circles back to the longevity that you brought up, Thangeli. Uh, This is how you really add a lot of, um, uh, years to your life, just more, more energy, more vitality into your body through this orgasmic energy.
0: Yeah. I've heard that there's many, um,
1: ancient Taoist
0: masters or even not ancient, more, um, more in common times that live well into their hundreds. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. A great deal of vitality and health. So, if people want to learn more about this and work with you in deeper ways around their cycle, around their longevity, around their orgasmic potential, and manifesting things in uh, more receptive and yin ways, how would they find out about it, and what do you have to offer in the near future?
1: Um, So, what you can do is go to yinwellness, yinwellness.com, and you can find all kinds of resources there. There's There's audios there. You can get a free sensuality um, awakening session there. So just, you know, you can get all kinds of good stuff there. And right now what I have to offer what's coming up is a free online event called the Wise Woman's Way to Love, Sex, and Vitality. And it's an interview series where I have brought together 18 of the world's leading experts in Taoist sexology, Tantra, um, functional medicine. We even have some vocalists on there. Tina Malia is our vocalist, and we've got some Siana Sherman covering our yoga topics. So we've got all kinds of amazing speakers, Margot Anand and um, just some of the, you know, the grandfathers and grandmothers of, of sacred sexuality on this summit, a great lineup this year, incredible conversations. And so I'd love to have you tune into that. And you can just go to yinwellness.com and, um, Sign up for that. It's free. And you will get all the information in your inbox. And uh and then we'll be having a conversation on on a Facebook group page that you can um talk more to me on. Great. Thank you
0: so much, Willow. It's been wonderful to speak with you. And thank you so much for everyone joining in and listening here, Wisdom Talk Radio. And we will talk to you again soon.
1: Thank you. Yeah, thanks.
0: Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.